Jane. Hey, Issa. <laughs> This is Under the Bleachers. We're two adults who watch and discuss movies for teens. This week, a uh, another throwback. We're doing a lot of late 90s movies, I feel like. Um, Varsity Blues, chosen by our guest. But first, Jane, you had a Under the Bleachers IRL experience <laughs> that you wanted to talk about. Or I did too, but you first. Okay, so... Super, super fan and super friend Kaysen is in Jersey City visiting, and Hell we yeah. went to a vegan cafe because he's vegan. <laughs> and for some reason, a song from a week away was playing. Are you and sure? I was blown. I was amazed. Are was you sure away. that it wasn't just like the Christian rock song no. that it was? Okay, so no, it was, like it was them. The I recognized movie. her nice tinny voice. <laughs> Did you like speak to the barista? No, I should have. Like maybe it's maybe they're Christian and vegan. Right? I did have a friend. I did have a friend that was like, "Oh, a lot of times I'm at a bar and like I say like this song is so cool to the bartender and they're always like, it's my fucking boss and I hate him." Like oh, no. it's like never like the person who you're like wanting to make friendly chat with and show that you're cool. So I'm kind of glad you didn't approach anyone, but I'm thrilled for you. Thank you. What's your story? <laughs> Oh, my story is that I went to see a ballet with my mother, who was also visiting New York at the moment, um, who used to dance ballet in her teens. And we saw a ballet dancer that was also in a Netflix series, <laughs> uh, Tiny Pretty Things. Um, the ballet dancer's name is uh, Tyler Peck. Oh, it's and a boy. No, no, no. No. Her name is Tyler t-i-t-i-l-e-r that's how her name is spelled um and she was great and she it was like a cool like the ballet was like a modern choreography thing where like they her song was like a this is gonna sound insane like i'm making it up but it was like a barn dance inspired ballet piece were there horses it was literally called like cornbread or something no, but they were like wearing like farm inspired attire and there were like banjos <laughs> and then they danced ballet. It was cool. It sounds cool. I mean, it sounds weird, but it was cool, I promise. Okay. Um, but I was thrilled to see her um because we saw her in that Netflix show. Um and I did recognize her face. I was like, I've seen that person somewhere. Um I wish we had like tried to meet her after, but it was too fucking cold. Um but yeah, I, I'm really happy that we are back to watching a non-Netflix movie uh, this this particular week. Would you like to introduce our guest who chose it? I definitely would. Our guest is named Noah Garfinkel, not related, and he's a writer and producer <laughs> for shows like Workaholics and New Girl. Hello. Hi. Hi. Hello. Thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you for having me on the show and for watching this uh, this football <laughs> movie from 1999. <laughs> No, I would like to ask, we, we ask all our guests who come on the show, what type of teen were you? I was a little one. I was a little, <laughs> uh, very late pubescent teen who was mm. five foot one until I was like late 17. Mm. Um, so I, I would have not played football at any point in my teenhood. I was, a, I guess I was a... I was somewhat of a, I was a lazy teen who became a pothead <laughs> teen. 
Uh, I think little little teen is its own genre. Well, I guess how do you feel about Timothy Chalamet, who I feel like is taking that and different little like I didn't have like I I wasn't like a hot little teen. I was a (laughs) I was like a roly poly little teen. I didn't have and also he's like I think he's like six feet tall. I oh wait really? Yeah, I think he's he's fair or like around in the genre of. I don't think he's um I I don't think he's vertically tiny so much as just a very bony he's a bony boy. He's a bony I, boy. I don't know if I classify him as a as a tiny boy. <laughs> what did being tiny mean for you when you were a teen? Hmm. It was it was very like people were like having sex who were my age when I was like I don't even have the parts that may, would make that good for they were too small yeah like i didn't i like the mechanics weren't in order (laughs) ain't nothing coming out and like (laughs) wow um i guess well my question was then what's your relationship to football and this is for you too jane but yeah being a tiny a tiny friend uh, I have no relation to football whatsoever <laughs> beyond uh, football and movies and TV shows. I am from Texas, so okay. oh. but like Houston, but also I didn't care uh, yeah. about like my I don't associate like going to the the game on a Friday night <laughs> as a thing. I went to one high school football game and I was like, this is long. It's too hot even at night because in Houston, it's like oh, 85 yeah. degrees even at night. Uh, and so it had no part of my life other than that, like, I do, I mean, we'll get into it later. I think this movie is good at the football scenes. Yeah. They are exciting. hmm Agreed. Jane, what's your relationship to football? Not a strong one. Um, I also didn't really, like, I wasn't aware of that part of high school. I remember that I went to one game with a friend who wasn't, like, my typical friend. She was kind of like a peripheral friend and all of the kids were in a group and they all had water bottles with them and it wasn't until years <laughs> later that i realized they were drinking yeah and yeah, having they were fun cool. oh, but i, I didn't know that i was just like i i just felt uncomfortable and like i didn't know how to do it right and so yeah water it wasn't bottles fun wait, for me. wait wait like like analgene or like yes. a clear oh, okay but then you like put like vodka in it or something Again, not me, but I am assuming they did. Yes. Were you were you like a good would you just not have done that? I wasn't I, I yeah, I wouldn't have done it. I wouldn't have been in a position to do it. Mm-hmm. Also, as you can see, I just like have so many questions logistically immediately. And so like I would just like obsess over like what to put in there, who would catch us. <laughs> well, I can guess what what everyone probably had in there as a teenager was either vodka and orange juice or vodka and coke which is disgusting but that's right. all that's all any, we, that's all we knew right yeah. isa what is your relationship with football <laughs> i'm very excited for this um my relationship to football is that i am married into a football loving family um my husband is from kansas and they're big kansas sports fans and chiefs fans and also, during pandemic, I became fictional football pilled, is what I would say, which is that <laughs> I watched all of Friday Night Lights and all of um, Last Chance You, and I really, really loved both. 
Um, and I and then I like this season. I was like, maybe I like football now. And then I was like, no, fictional football is just better because it's so everything's much like better. cut together. Yeah, yes. it's just like all the boring parts are stripped away. Most of football is the boring parts, and movies <laughs> are the only way to make it fun. I just, I really like. <laughs> I I realize I really like fictional football. Um. I so when I went to college, I I uh, fans of this show will know I grew up outside the U.S. I grew up in the Philippines where American football didn't exist. I'd seen like rugby games, but not um, American football games. Um, and so like sometimes watching movies like this, it might as well like I might as well be watching like Slumdog Millionaire. Like you know, <laughs> it's just like a foreign like experience for me. But I love it because of that. And then also my uh, husband, like in college, he was a cheerleader, and so I would come to see him um like run the flag and like throw t-shirts into the audience and stuff and like throw girls in the air and drop them on people's heads um and so like because of that i also sort of had to watch the football games but like i was always cold because it was this was in new hampshire so actually for me i associate football with being cold which is not not this movie um and why why are bleachers in football like metal it's so cold anyway that's that's one (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's a problem i have i also don't have a relationship to james vanderbeek and i was wondering if either of you did because i didn't watch dawson's creek I, I was i don't know it's very difficult to tell what all of our comparative ages are oh. uh were you were you guys in what age were you when <laughs> dawson's creek was happening is my i'm 27 age. i'm 29 okay. Okay, I'm I'm 37. Uh, so James Vanderveek was just in. He was just there. I didn't yeah, watch yeah. Dawson's Creek, but he was in my life. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> and was he hot? <laughs> that I was always very confused as to oh. like if we think he's hot, like if he's supposed to be hot or if he's not hot. Hot. Mm. Like um, if he's secret hot. Yeah, because he kind of looks like. He a little bit has like Shrek face, kind of. <laughs> but like, I, I like I like his Shrek face. Yeah, it's like I don't not get it entirely, but it's. Are not, you just saying that he has strong eyebrows? Yeah, I think I might be. Which is, I mean, it's weird to say that he has Shrek face when there is a young Jesse Plemons in this movie. Yes, yes. baby, baby Jesse Plemons. Wait, is that type of tiny teen? Is Jesse Plemons? the type of tiny teen you maybe were well i think i mean maybe but i think jesse plemons in this movie is 11 so the <laughs> type of tiny teen i was was basically 11 mm. <laughs> okay yes i feel very disconnected from james vanderbeek however i have learned more about him for example he was born in connecticut and at the age of 15 he asked his mother to take him into new york city to get an agent and then it worked <laughs> which like <laughs> it- <laughs> Like, I just, like, I would, number one, not obviously not be able to pull that off. But also my mother would be like, no. (laughs) Like, it's not happening. Like, what's step two? (laughs) Um, He also is a writer. He recently co-created, wrote, produced, and starred in What Would Diplo Do? No. What? (laughs) A show about Diplo. Like, the DJ. Oh, Diplo the DJ. And what it Diplo scored... were you thinking of? <laughs> yeah, wait, what? Dip- Diplo the the philosopher. Oh. <laughs> um, this this show scored ninety percent on Rotten Tomatoes, so now I kind of want to see it. 
he what's really here's what throws me off about this movie the most there like a favorite thing uh for america to do with their blonde pretty mm. boys was to make them dye their hair dark for a movie mm. when they went from tv to movies mm. they did it with mark paul gosler and um dead man on campus suddenly he had uh dark hair wait is james vanderbeek blonde yeah in dawson's creek he's like light hair oh okay and in this movie he has the kind of dark hair that like 58 year old moms have <laughs> where they just try to dye it dark but for some reason it's a little red yes mm. yes um i think i'm 28 <laughs> <laughs> but I, i'm not I sure you've been doing that <laughs> math sure. in your head Wait, we can figure this out together. What year? Was <laughs> I was born April 1993. <laughs> okay, yeah, you're 28. <laughs> Oof, okay. Well. Okay. Um. <laughs> <laughs> but that is, you're, you're, that's kind of the first year when that starts happening. I have to think about it before I know how old I am. Noah, why, why did you choose this movie? I'm curious. When... Because it's a teen movie podcast, and I associate this like this is the most teen movie movie to me. Mm-hmm. It was on like all the HBO Cinemax mm-hmm. channels like constantly in my like late high school. It came out when I was uh, either a freshman or sophomore in high school, so it was just like at the and it was an R rated teen. Yeah. It's like, the most explicit movie that we, we've covered. I it was going to say, it's like definitely an R-rated movie that every teen wants to see, kind of. That's what yeah, I Yeah, I don't know how they got, like, there should be like a warning, like, like you're not allowed to market tobacco to children. I don't know why you're allowed to make this movie. That <laughs> warning, has, big boobs. Yeah, a lot of, <laughs> but everyone has, except for Allie Larder, whose boobs are covered in whipped cream. Everyone, all the strippers in the stripper scene have the same, the same ones. <laughs> From the same guy. <laughs> like they all went to, yeah, they all went to the one guy in, um, uh, oh God, what's the name of the city in this movie again? West Canaan. Yes. But you actually have to go to North Canaan to, for the for the good doctor. <laughs> Fun fact, I do actually think, um, I read somewhere that like strippers average boob size is more in like the A or B cup range. And that probably makes big. sense because you'd think a lot of- Because they're skinny. Yeah, they're like yeah, athletic- yeah people so i was like surprised i was like pleasantly surprised is what i'm trying to say (laughs) should we should we jump right in yeah let's do it okay Okay. in west canaan texas football is everything mox has been playing since he was a kid but has other things on his mind like going to brown and his non-cheerleader girlfriend jules before game mox sees coach kilmer inject something into lance the quarterback's knee mox sits on the bench and reads kurt vonnegut as his team wins at the after party, Lance and his cheerleader girlfriend, Darcy, try to have sex in the laundry room, but then offensive guard Billy Bob throws up in the washer. The next day, Coach Kilmer abuses the kids at practice, being especially awful to Mox. The fathers watch, saying they were treated the same way when they played and that the kids are having the times of their lives. At a barbecue, the fathers pressure Mox and Lance to throw footballs at cans on their heads, and Mox nails his dad in the face. That was so efficient. First of all, you Thank covered you. so much uh, room there. I the here's immediately what bothered me is in that first like picture of them from behind as children. You don't have Win- Wendell, who's the only black guy in the movie. So it's just like okay, so it was you and your three white friends, and then this other guy who you're going to be very close with later oh, apparently yeah. wasn't in the core group, which put him in there. 
That's a good um, point. But also, I think like Wendell should have more black friends. <laughs> he desperately needs. There's like no. <laughs> yeah, that's a confusing part of this movie. Yeah, they. It seems like three weeks before they started shooting, they were like, "Wait." <laughs> <laughs> and that's the only. There's not even. There's not even anyone who who's Mexican, even though it's Texas. It's wild. It yeah. Is a town of. Yeah, what is thirty-seven thousand? I guess just white people. I did. I did say like it's just it's funny too because it's like this is the classic virtuous high school quarterback. Like he's like a good guy and he's like just waiting to get a shot and like, but like James Vanderbeek, as you said, has like a little more like Shrek face and just like he just like is ma- he has like main character energy so it's weird to be introduced to him and then he's not the top quarterback in the state <laughs> well he's gonna go on the the hero's journey well we're the- supposed to believe that before this he was like never ever given a shot and like people thought he sucked and i was like he just like wouldn't because he looks like that <laughs> but paul Wa- but paul walker, paul walker even more has like that's uh, true main character and i mean he's been many more main characters than i was he's so adorable in this, he's less actually. beefy than in she's all that did you notice yes i was he like looks- actually yeah yeah he's like attainable <laughs> well but like he's le- i don't know he looks really good i like never really understood paul walker <laughs> yes. because i because i'm not like a fast and furious i'm not a fast and furious gal but seeing these movies i'm like okay i get i, I do get it yeah, he was adorable it. and he's like I feel like um, in almost any other movie, that character would also kind of be a shithead. Yes, But they totally. just, like, made him, like... Like, lovable, yeah. Yeah, lovable, maybe nicer than our main character. Yeah, he's, like, yeah. A, he's a normal person who seems to have his own... He has his own, like, internal conflicts just, going like, on. He's not just, really like... really hot. Yeah. yeah. I love, really I love hot. when he's, like... He just, like, gets up on stage and he's, like, so I was lying in bed last night and the crowd goes wild. They and I'm, fucking like... fucking love it. I would love to be there and I would have the same reaction. <laughs> Which actually brings me to one of my questions for you all. Did you have a friend that was too horny to focus, which is Charlie Tweeter's character? They pick everyone up and Charlie Charlie's only lines in this movie are either like talking about doing drugs or being like really horny or like questionable things. But anyway. <laughs> well, his whole character, it's like his character is that he's horny He's into, I mean, he's just into like drug sexual assault as we'll yeah, get into, yeah. into later. And, which, ha- and canonically has an STD like later. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he's got something and we yeah. don't resolve that. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I don't think uh, I had horny friends. We were, <laughs> my friends were very like, we would talk about sex at sleepovers and it would be a learning experience for everyone. Like we were just very... Um, but no one stood out. Innocent is a is the wrong word. And there were there were friends in our group that were in relationships, but it wasn't like they were, you know, I don't know. I guess the equivalent for girls is boy crazy. Yeah, boy crazy. That's like the pre. That's like the 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 form before realizing you're horny. <laughs> I feel yeah. Boy crazy comes before you're just horny. I think. <laughs> I thought Billy Bob um, was the lowest point <laughs> of this movie for me. Talk more about did you did you not find his performance compelling, or did you find his story to do? You, I mean, this is in an era where 
apparently we didn't know what sexual assault was. We didn't know yeah. what CTE was. Yeah, but. I was gonna say it's it's funny having a football movie before like the CTE like lawsuits because like the injuries they focus on are not head injuries. They yeah. focus on like your knee. <laughs> like- well, this is another movie that was parodied in Not Another Teen Movie, and right. that was my reference for this coming in. And in Not Another Teen Movie, the Billy Bob analog is having concussion after concussion. And I might have made this up, but I feel like his body just rips in half at the end of the movie. Like, they just have people tackle him from either side and his body rips in half. Um, But what upset me in this movie is that he's just, like, a caricature of a fat person. He's, like, eating water. He's, like, he's drinking syrup when he comes to pick up (laughs) the main character. And I was like, oh, no, I don't know about this. And I feel like... We were still allowed to make fun of fat people. Like, that's one of the remaining things where we just, like, there's so much hatred towards them. And so seeing this just, yeah. It tipped over, yeah. I but I, I, I do think there were some scenes that I felt like the actor was, like, having a good time and, like, sort of glorifying in it. And, like, some of them where I was like, I feel sad for this person. Um, and he did actually the actor, um, he, he passed away, um, in 2016, but he did have, um, surgery, uh, gastric surgery. And so he looks, he looks very different in more recent photos, but for a while he was just like this same character in like Mm. multiple movies, basically. I I thought he was like good, like given what the role was, which is a stereotypical, we're going to laugh at the fat guy role. I think he was good in it. Right, and then there was there's one part of it where he picks up James Vanderbeek, and it's yes, so effortless, yes. and you're like, oh, this guy's so, yes. so strong, totally. Yes. And also, as much as I was like, as much as that was something that I couldn't get over, they do interesting things with his character. Yes, that well, I, I, it, this movie does more interesting things and has more commentary that's meaningful than most of the movies we watch and by <laughs> way more. So like speaking of the black character, we'll get into that more, but in some ways they handled race better as poorly as they did it. than the movies where they just throw in the like POC yes. best friend. Who's like wearing yeah. a cool necklace. Yeah. They acknowledge it. At least. <laughs> like I, I don't, this movie has such like good, good parts. And then not in such middling to bad yeah highs and lows highs and lows highs and lows yeah i think well um i do like i i do think the movie does a really good job of like the the like beginning scene where you meet his like kind of his his dad is an asshole his little brother is like strange and, oh like, i like religion that. which i really like yeah like, i think they do it really well and then you meet all his friends one by one and like i just think they just accomplish that so fast and then they get to school um and like i i was like laughing like i laughed at like the dad being like did you pray about the game i went to a catholic school and like my high school famously like our sports teams would like have a prayer huddle before every sports game and like the other schools would make fun of us for it i was not an athlete so like not me but (laughs) but i'd be like there they go they're praying (laughs) um hopefully they win um i just yeah it was a good opener it's also the movie is 144 that's not right an hour and 44 minutes and it moves so quick like i feel like there's no real slow parts oh yeah agreed it's structured and paced so well you never don't know what's going on which is kind of i feel like in most shitty movies at some point you're like 
I don't know where we are or what we're doing. Yeah. That kind of never happens in this movie. My only complaint here is that in the start of the movie, they're talking about the other school that they're about to go against. And I could not for the life of me, like, understand. They were like, beat Bingham. I think it was Bingham. <laughs> Wait, hold on. First, All of them say it in a different way. <laughs> the accent, for, also, James Vanderbeek's <laughs> accent is like. I, I some of them are saying bing bong. Some of them are saying them are definitely saying bing bong. <laughs> I have the same note. I have I can't understand what they're saying. I I did watch it with closed captioning. I'll watch <laughs> any movie that has any accent, I will watch with closed captioning. <laughs> I think John Voigt's is okay. Um because he gets well, yeah, like, he's a, old and Texan. Also, he's incredible. In yes, movie. yes, yes. He's so, so evil. Good. What is he? Sorry to say this, but like, what else is he in? I like know that he's famous. Um, I mean, so many things, and I could not tell you one at the like moment. a lot. Perfect. Yeah, I think he's just like in a ton of things. Usually, as like a scary guy. Yeah, he's in Heat as kind of a good bad guy. Yeah, um, I just watched that a few days ago. He's a- oh, he's in Anaconda as a different <laughs> yeah, kind of yeah. scary bad guy with yeah. a different accent that Anaconda. is much crazier than this accent. <laughs> Um, should we talk about the women? The women. Sure. Jane, the women. what what did you <laughs> Jane, what did you think of the two? Okay, women? so one complaint I have. Well, I, all right, I'll just talk about Jules. I feel like we don't get a lot of, of from her. We there's no the relationship between Jules and Mox is not established enough that I care about them being together. Really, as much as I do like her, like she seems, she's very pretty. Um, she seems normal. She's a working woman. Uh, she doesn't like football. <laughs> oh, like I would probably be her friend. But like, it seems more. They have sort of the um, girl next door best friend relationship that I guess James Vanderbeek is known for in Dawson's Creek. Like, I didn't get fire from them. And from yeah. an R-rated movie, they don't have any. They do nothing together. You see so many other sex acts in the movie and nothing even remotely romantic between them. Yeah. Yeah, I couldn't tell if they were trying to be like, well, she's like the good one, so she like doesn't have sex Oh, that, I mean, definitely that's what they were trying but to do. Which like, sucks. Yeah, which yeah. sucks. But also like Allie Larder, Darcy, which first of all, is Darcy a hot name? <laughs> <Do you know? laughs> to me, Darcy's um, story was like a little more compelling just because they do a little more with it. Um, and I don't know. I, I feel the same, Jay. And I feel like we just didn't get enough besides her being like a foil uh, totally. to like, the blonde. Um, I think, and I guess she stands up to him a little. She, I think oh, she's yeah. like good enough in it that like you kind of even notice more that the character is nothing. Like if it would have yeah. just been a nothing uh, actor, you would have been like, oh, okay. Like you wouldn't have even thought about it. But she is compelling so you notice that she's not given anything to do it it takes me out of it when in movies there's a romance going on and someone wants to go to college and that's not addressed (laughs) it's like his two like his two biggest things are like my romantic relationship getting out of this town like is she going to brown oh um this actually is a on the show i i worked on for a couple years called single parents there was a we labeled a story problem, a specific story problem that you're talking about here <gasps> as the two things problem, where when a character has two different things that are a problem, the story falls apart. Wow. Like you just can't service wow. it and it makes it so complicated. 
I, I feel like so smart. I'm not kidding. I feel so smart right now. I also fall apart when there's two problems. There. <laughs> um, I do think that Jules is like a very specific like type. I actually would associate her with like, I guess like small town brunette type. That's like very, I almost said Midwestern, but it's it's different from like, I don't know, coastal city or coastal suburb, small town girl next door. Like, I don't know. She she's like the the small town girl who wants to get out. It's not really clear what she wants to do. Um she has a big brain. She <laughs> has a berry lip indicating she will have fashion sense that is more fashionable than the Texas town. Um yeah, but they didn't really do anything with that um besides yeah, what we already said. Small town brunette is such a Twitter profile bio. <laughs> We should tell her. Um, also, baby Jesse Plemons. Yeah. Wait, what even? What is his character again? Is he just... He's, he's the little brother of Lance? I think he's true? Lance's little brother. Yeah. Who is also Jules's little little brother? Yes. Oh, yeah. I totally missed that until like halfway through the movie. They don't do a good job of establishing that they're yeah. brother and sister. I guess that's another characteristic of Jules is that she is Lance's sister. <laughs> Right, right. She can't like have any hobbies because she's busy being related to the main character. <laughs> but she, I actually think she gives like her pivotal scene where she stands up to um, James Vanderbeek like before the big game. She maybe maybe I should save this for late when we get to it in the. You know what? I'll save it. Yeah, okay. let's move. Let's go. Let's move on. Okay, cool. In sex ed, Mox lists a bunch of terms for erections, and then Billy Bob <laughs> passes out. At the game, Coach Kilmer makes a clearly ill Billy Bob play. He passes out again, leaving Lance vulnerable to be tackled and injured. Mox gets tapped in. To stop the clock, he hits the mascot with perfect aim, revealing that he hit his father in the face on purpose. Mox runs in the winning touchdown. At the hospital, the doctor says Lance shouldn't have been playing and wouldn't be better for at least a year and a half. Mox gives Darcy a ride home and she takes off her clothes, clearly wanting him now that he's the quarterback. Mox skips the after party, even turning down the opportunity to ride a stolen police car with naked girls, and talks to Jules about his new godlike status as quarterback. Again, very efficient. A lot to <laughs> a lot to cover there. This is where like the R-rated teen movie thing is very weird. Where like in the police yeah. car, we're like, okay, so these are sixteen-year-old naked girls in this police car. Is yeah, that what we're, we're talking like... about here? It's not great. Also, did he then go back to the party to pick them up? I like. Logistically, again, I'm lost. I like, think he, or are they re- I think unrelated he went to, to a the separate party? Yeah, party to pick he went up to the naked the girl party. Yeah, <laughs> but he's also naked and driving. How can you even like really have fun with being naked? Then <laughs> I think some people are much more comfortable being naked than other people. I, for example, would never drive naked. I would never drive with fewer than five pieces of clothes on. <laughs> Um, okay, some fun facts I learned. One is that um, Paul Walker and the guy who plays Charlie—I forget his name. Scott Scott Can. Uh, Scott Con. Con. Um, James Con's son. Oh, okay. Yes, He's in the that's Ocean's how you movies. say his last name. That's where they I were. They were him. roommates, so they just like had fun together. 
Were they roommates f- during filming or were they roommates? Yeah, sorry. That's what I meant. Yeah, they were roommates. During- <laughs> no, they didn't. They weren't best friends. They were roommates during filming and it was like they would people with all the like 20 somethings in the cast would go hang out and it was like a frat house apparently. Wow. Um, which is fun. <laughs> yeah. I, like, I want to do I'm that. Like, mm, I like when they're friends. <laughs> <laughs> what do we think? Okay. So when, when he lists all the boner words, he says Pedro. <laughs> yeah, I don't understand. That's that. a nod to the Hispanic culture. <laughs> that the only one in the movie. I mean, I think what that scene is accomplishing is the personal touch that Pedro is what he calls his own penis. Oh, genius! I see, I see. I oh, like, the- I do like the like, yup, and then it cuts from there. I really like that. <laughs> also, the scene where he throws the football at the mascot and the dad realizes that he was hitting the nose on perfect. I think it's yes. so, I love it. I love yeah, that's it. smart. Yeah, there, there's, it's that's so why this movie is confusing because it, speaking of like not another teen movie, the stuff they parody is so accurate and like deserves to be parodied. But then you're like, wait, they're actually, they're doing some smart stuff here. It's like, if the, if you know how to do the good stuff, why would, why not make make the whole movie out of the good stuff? Right. Why not make a good movie? Hmm. Um, I do have a note here that says, this movie is ridiculous, but it is horny to me. <laughs> Wait. Yeah. So something was working for me. You mean you're horny while watching it? Okay. Yeah. yeah it's a horny, <laughs> it's a yeah, horny same. movie. Okay. My question was, do you all have any like standout memories from sex ed or like health class? No. I remember thinking. like nothing. It was all very sterile. Mm. Mm. I have a memory. Jane. First okay. of all, I just want to quickly say that the sex ed teacher here is so clearly like a, she's later a stripper. Like, yeah, she's a, she looks like a. Stripper. I could have guessed that, but um, yeah. okay. Here's my sex ed story. Again, I was like a good student. Like, kind of didn't like didn't get in trouble. Didn't I don't know. I was just like a you know one of those. And we had to give presentations on STDs, and hell yeah, we were told specifically to like. Be perf- be perf- or like what's it? Be don't laugh, don't laugh when people are doing <laughs> presentations. And Frank Rogers did his presentation on genital Ooh, warts. Say his name. Say his and name. I was the only person who was like cracking. <laughs> that's so good. The funniest one. <sighs> yeah, yeah, that's so good. Warts? And I think that that's maybe what that character has in this movie because he's like, what is that? <laughs> yeah, I I do think if we're diagnosing what. Scott Kahn had in this movie. I do think it's genital awards. <laughs> it is the funniest one. You're right. Issa, um, what was sex ed for you? Oh, I didn't have it at my Catholic school. <laughs> <laughs> it was abstinence ed. And then when I moved schools um, for like the last year and a half of high school, I did have it. And it was very funny to me. Um, and what I remember, my, my standout memory is that my like partner in like one of the activity times was like... Um, we, we we were like split up into stations and we could like look at all the different like types of birth control at the different stations. And when I was at the condom station, the other girl with me was a Mormon and you had to like do the classic, like put the condom on not a banana, but just like a <laughs> like a plastic thing. <laughs> not a dildo either. A plastic like, banana. It's just a model, educational model. Um, and it. She she kind of like rolled her eyes and she was like, I'll do it. And so like that was like a cool Mormon move for me. I was mm. like, mm, she's Mormon, but like this isn't bothering her at all. <laughs> I still remember her. She had a pretty good uh, mile time too. That's what I remember about her. Um, what was her mile time? 
It was like uh, it was like seven something. Like yeah, I've run a mile <laughs> faster than that, and I'm okay. not fast. Okay, sorry. Flexing. <laughs> I have a question. Okay. Were there mean coaches at your high school that you were aware of? Uh, there was. I mean, I don't know because I didn't do any kind of sport in high school, but in yeah. my middle school, which was a Jewish middle school called I Wiener Jewish Secondary School. No. I no. Wiener for short. For short, they no. picked the Wiener part. <laughs> uh, and there was a coach named Coach Thomas, not Jewish. And uh, I was on the soccer team in, in sixth grade. And uh, I was just doing my best. I was not good. And we... Uh, played mostly other like private schools, including one school called the Hebrew Academy. <laughs> that was like the only other Jewish uh, private Hell school yeah. we played. And we lost. And the coach, Coach Thomas was so mad. And I remember him like kicking the ball in anger and saying, we can't even win a damn game against the <laughs> Hebrew Academy. And it's like, but we're, <laughs> what, we're also that. Like we're mad <laughs> Jews, but we're, Jews. And you're the wiener one. Yeah, we're the we're, we're like the weaker Jews. What would the be like race. the better the better <laughs> what would be the better way to abbreviate that one? Like you can't do I ween. I IWJSS was what was written on like the eighth graders mm-hmm. um PE shirts, but then they changed it for ours and it just said I wiener and it was like <laughs> Can we have something that doesn't say wiener on it? That we That's so good. That's so good. Um, what did we think about James Vanderbeek's large pants? I did not notice them. Oh, they're, hu- what? they're huge carpenter oh, jeans. I did. Amazing. I know what you're talking about. Okay. Yeah. My why I noticed them also is there was like there was a New York Times article which I did not read that it was basically saying that right now our the fashion perspective about jeans is so diverse like there's no one central gene view and the mm. article was explaining like what that meant again didn't read it but um i think that these jeans <laughs> would pass right now for that reason i think, agree like the other day i was like walking near my house and i saw like a group of teenagers and one girl was wearing baggy jeans and a camo tank top and it's like that's exactly like what katie levine was wearing when yeah, i was yeah. in middle school Sorry, my cat is freaking out about that. She didn't like that. Um, Does your cat yeah. not like Katie Levine? <laughs> or Jews in general? I- <laughs> she did scratch me the last time I tried to touch her. <laughs> I really liked it. I do think that um, no one else really... I guess I was curious, is this supposed to be set in 1999? Yeah. Okay. I was like, is this supposed to be before, before or after? Because I think the problem for me was that the teens were all really good and like great characters. And then the adults were just like caricature evil people. Mm-hmm. So then I was like, is it supposed to be a really regressive like place? I don't know. I guess I don't know yeah. what Texas I think was like in 1999. <laughs> yeah. I think it's supposed to be a regressive place, but without fully acknowledging how uh, regressive it is. Wait, I just remembered. I wrote down somewhere the name of the guy in the booth who's helping the announcer oh yeah the guy's name is stubby stub dad <laughs> stubby stud daddy tanner so he has two nicknames in as his nickname stubby well, stubby is his name by birth <laughs> you think stubby's his birth name and then in quotes stud daddy which is tanner. longer than stubby <laughs> that's how i interpreted it stud daddy is in quotes um yeah I think I mean I think that's right, but that's crazy that Stubby is 
his name. <laughs> oh, I was going to say about James is that because it's 1999, they're sort of on the cusp where they're like, they do want him to sort of be the more evolved man where he's like turning down all the naked and, mm-hmm. you know, other girls, <laughs> naked and clothed <laughs> girls. Um, but he's still a man. So he has to be like, oh, geez. Oh, man. Like every time he sees a tit like that, he has to have that reaction and then refuse. And that's the line they're walking in 1999 as a nice guy is what I I'm saying. I will say that my reaction would be bigger. Like I, I would be like, whoa, whoa, what? Like I would freak out. Yeah. Like I wouldn't be okay. Yeah, it would be surprise. It would, yeah. He should have had a bigger, a bigger rant. <laughs> okay, we can move on. Great. Um, Mox's popularity more is boobs. starting to get to him, and Jules calls him out. Darcy invites Mox to come over. She puts whipped cream on her gens and boobs, and they kiss. But Mox stops her. <laughs> Darcy cries, <clears throat> saying Lance had been her chance to get out. Wendell, a black player, tells Mox that Coach Kilmer is racist and never lets him score, even though he gets the most yards. Mox promises to help him out. When Mox and Darcy share a friendly but too friendly kiss in school, Jules sees and is clearly bummed. Mox goes to her work where Jules says she doesn't date football players and that before, Mox had been something different. The boys, including Lance, go to a strip club until 7 a.m. Billy Bob gets up on stage and their sex ed teacher ends up being a stripper. (laughs) This movie accomplishes so much. I also wrote that the teacher looks like Sarah Palin. <laughs> I had the oh. same thought. Whoa. I wrote Sarah Palin rolls up in the fucking whip as a foreshadowing. Because <laughs> I was like, why is her car like that? And my husband was like, oh, you're going to see. Oh, yeah. And the character is like, she has a nice car. Yeah. That, they they even accomplished that where they're like, hmm. And they like call back oh, wait, to it. I, I just remembered that in when I was in middle school, before this movie came out, one of the PE teachers at Iweener was a former uh, Oilers uh, cheerleader when the Oilers were a Houston football team. And she drove a nice car. And Dane Connect got in trouble for saying she must have a second job on the side. Oh, gotcha. She was a stripper. Gotcha. Well, well, did she? (laughs) I don't think so. (laughs) Um, Okay, something that... Well, sorry, uh, really quickly, I do love the little brother exploring, like, Islam and stuff like that. I actually did laugh out loud. <laughs> um, tragic fun fact, well, not fun, tragic fact <laughs> about this actor is that he disappeared in 2006 and no one knows where he is. And we don't know if it's, like, suicide or anything. Like, he left a note on his car, apparently, and just, like, disappeared. He's, oh like, off God. the grid. Yeah. Hopefully he's just, like, in the woods, you know? Whoa. That's what I hope. Okay. He discovered. He discovered. He discovered a religion. Um. um <laughs> wow. I have a note. So again, I have very limited football knowledge, but I have the football okay. scenes are good, right? Like to me, yes. I'm watching it and I'm like, oh, this is pretty impressive how they did it. They all they look great. Like the hits look real. Also, I should know. I don't know when they're like. Eventually in the movie, when they're like, "There's five receivers," I'm like, I don't know what that means, and I don't. I don't know what a tight end does. Like I. I don't know what any of the positions are, but it makes you, it does trick you even not knowing anything about football and like thinking, you know, what's happening. You can tell when something's good or when something's bad. Yeah. I love when movies are, are able to, to reach out to the non-sports people <laughs> and just, and make it more of like a narrative rather than like, 
Like they make it easy for us. Yeah, and you I, like I do have understand. A question. Why do football players sometimes wear belly shirts? What do you? What's a belly shirt? Like, like sometimes a, they're wearing the shirt that you see their belly. I think some of them, like you know, keeps them a little cool. Okay. I think it's like they want to. I don't know if you if you got it. Flaunt it. Yeah. <laughs> All right. If any of our listeners well, know why football players wear crop tops please write in i was gonna say something one um inaccuracy in this is that everybody's shirt is untucked and i think you can actually get like penalties for that like you're oh. when you're playing your uniform is supposed to be tucked in and so maybe that's why it like rides up because it like is tucked in i don't know yeah, i think i think when it's the crappy top one crappy top <laughs> crop top one they're uh they're like tucked into like the bottom of the shoulder pads maybe mm, so it's like pulling yeah so it's like pulling it up yeah so maybe it's just maybe that's a way to tuck it into where it won't come undone when you're doing a lot of uh tor- torso uh w- wiggling right right <laughs> and like rolling around i do think yeah i do think i agree with you jane like the football teams are good I did ask my husband like ninety questions, like about everything, and like for the most part, a lot of the things were accurate. Um, it is weird that John Voight tells Billy Bob he's fat like suddenly, like because like they want him to be big, they want him to be huge for his like football position because he's supposed to just like clobber everyone. So it's like it it feels like they were like growing him on purpose and then turned around and he was yeah, suddenly like You're I think fat. That, I think he. Called- calls him a big fat fucking baby at one point and you're like yeah Jesus Christ, blood I, I do think yeah <laughs> I, d- I did feel hurt by that like i was like no he's supposed to be huge and like probably has like a, a like a house of muscle under him like under yeah. the fat again when he picks up james vanderbeek yes. there's no effort involved the police yes. uh were bad in this movie but mm-hmm. kind of interesting like there's a few scenes where first of all they're incompetent like yes. even at just being lo- like the the police we love and know and love. Um, but also <laughs> there's a scene where they're considering taking action, and then the coach like talks them right. out of it. Sort he of. shames them. Yeah, into, and they're like, like, Whoa, like they they bow to the coach. Yeah, I think it's supposed to be like that in small town. Ta- well, this is my knowledge from Friday Night Lights. Like football makes like so much money, and like just something to do in like they even the town watch the practices that there's so much like political power that they have that they can just like bully the police i don't get I w- why the dads I was, sit like, around watching practices like don't they have something else to do no I, think, I don't think they i mean they're not like like working at the finance firm until midnight i think you right. know they have uh they they got night they're done at five i think Oh, true. Yeah, I guess it's still sunny, but yeah, they're supposed to be post work. Um, I was gonna ask. Speaking of the cops, was there any time you were underage in regards to drinking and adults look the other way? Like, I had, um, the police like look the other way when I got <gasps> caught with weed. Oh, lucky! Uh, and that was very exciting. Did they say like, "There's a warning," or like, what? What was it like? It- there was a party at my friend Beth's house. Um, I had taken all the weed I had into her backyard <laughs> and smoked it all. I was so high. And there were like tons of people drinking. And this was in like a weird city that's fully surrounded by Houston, like a little rich city called Bel Air, where they had their own um, police force. And they sure. were notoriously strict, like, but not if you're like a middle class white kid. So they. Yeah. 
they knocked on the door and they asked to talk to whoever owns the uh, Ford Focus, which was me. <gasps> so stoned out of my mind, I had to like go to the door and talk to these police officers. And they just said, um, do you have, are you in possession of marijuana? And I did still have some and I didn't want to lie to them. I was like too stoned. And I was yeah. just like, yes. And they go, okay, because we found this by your car. And then they unrolled a like <laughs> Ziploc bag that had one of those white strips so you can like write on it a black sharpie but that's not the kind of bag I kept my weed in well, so, so someone else's yeah so uh, then I went oh that's not mine and the guy went <laughs> you just said it was yours and then because I couldn't think of anything else I just said yeah but I like did smoke all my my weed <laughs> that I took out of my car so <laughs> That can't be mine because that's also not the kind of bag I use. But when you said you like found weed, I just assumed it was mine and I didn't want to lie to you. And he was like, okay. Uh, like he didn't know how to process that and just wrote my name down and nothing happened. Wow. Um, I don't think I, I don't know. Did I ever get, I mean, my parents, I, I'm still unsure if my parents like what they were aware of. Yeah. Once my mom walked in right after I'd like hit my bong and like she, she didn't say it. I like, <laughs> had to have known. Like that's what I think. That's what I think. But I'm also like, I don't, I really don't Although, know. Let me ask what, around what year was it? Cause there was a weed mm. smell change that happened where parents <laughs> like weed used to not smell like I remember my mom told me that someone in her apartment complex has a pet skunk. And I was like, no, someone in your apartment complex. <laughs> I think this was like 2013. I'm not fully sure. I think she might. She might just not be familiar with how weed smells now. When I when I smoked in the Philippines, it smelled different. It didn't smell like nothing, but it was like not skunky. Yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't. It's probably just like a different. Interesting. Strain. Yeah. Um, it, it sort of depends, too, because like I know for a fact that like. My dad knows what weed smells like and like what people look like, but I think my mom doesn't. And so right. like, I feel like she wouldn't know and my dad would. But the so thing I is, I'm you so conflicted that vibe because I have similar feelings about my mom where like, she's so innocent. She doesn't know, but she's like a girl. She's a grown up who's like, she must know, mm. but maybe she doesn't. Also, were your window, because bongs <laughs> just produce a, like yeah there's so much it's gonna look like you had a smoke machine going <laughs> well no i think i just took a small hit and probably blew it right out the window like i wasn't like boxing yeah. my bedroom <laughs> <laughs> i'm so impressed gonna... <laughs> you did a bong hit like inside i would like yeah jane that's cool, that is cool. because my parents again they they are so laissez-faire they just are so hands-off i don't know I was going to say, um, so in the Philippines, the drinking age is actually 18 and not 21. But sort of also then the people still do look the other way because it's like, how do you tell like a 15 year old from an 18 year old sometimes? Like, that's hard. And so I went to like a bar where people could dance at like the age of not a club, I'm trying to say, but like a bar with dancing <laughs> at the age of 15. Um, and no one carded it. Like, they were just like, whatever, you're, you're some kind of teen. <laughs> like, I went into a bar when I was 13. I think I've already told this on the, told the story on yes, the pod. Yes, yes. But my sister brought me to her, like, college bar when I was 13, and they just, like, put crosses on my hands and were like, get in here. <laughs> huh. Uh, and then my friend said that she used to buy alcohol for her dad at the grocery store, and over time, they just, like, 
she looks very much like her dad and they just like recognize them. So they're like, yeah, sure. You're buying it for your dad. That's how it is in Europe. I feel like like if you're like <laughs> 10, you can go buy a bottle of wine because they're just like they're bringing <sighs> it home for dinner. You should be able to buy alcohol until you're 12 and then you can't for six years and then at 18 you can. Again. We only check IDs between if you appear to be 13 through 12 to 18. Yeah. yeah. So if you like, I mean, that would have helped me. I would have been able to buy alcohol at 17 as an 11 year old. Should we talk about the iconic whipped cream scene? Sure. Yeah, I think we should. I guess I, on that, I don't ahead. actually have that much to say. I don't know. Uh, I didn't know what it specifically looked like in the real movie. Like, I knew what it looked like in Not Another Two movie. And so um, I think it, well, it was shaving cream. I knew that. It, like, they didn't use real whipped cream. Um, but it was, um, it was just like a little more anticlimactic than I thought because, like, I don't know. Not Another Teen movie, like, really, really hypes it up. I think. It was mind blowing for like sure. as a fourteen year old when the movie happened, but also the now the logistics of it are so funny to me because you oh, still yeah. go get two Sunday glasses like she yes. gets all the stuff and there's no ice cream anywhere. There's no ice cream anywhere, <laughs> but she does get like the she prepares everything else before just applying what would have been like so much whipped cream and like then, three like, cans, yeah. And then what's the like? I don't really know what what happens next. Like, where you does, go from there? Is he supposed to like? Ha- that's so much like dairy to just like inhale before you try to have sex with someone. Yes, you have to remove it. Also, like, well, yeast. Infection. I agree. <laughs> and she, um, Jules tells him later that's how she got Lance. And Which I want to is... be like, tell me more. Like, what? Like, what did he? How did he respond? Like, what so did how do, do you know that like, you're? His sister, yeah. did he come home and he was like, you won't believe. Covered in whipped cream. Ugh. Also, okay, here's the thing. If <laughs> Jules knows about the whipped cream bikini, I feel like Mox should have heard about it. Like, this is not something that you keep to yourself. Yeah, I would have told everyone. I, mean, I, <laughs> I, I told everyone I knew when, like, Erica and Jennifer had dry sex in seventh grade. Like, <laughs> Wait. <laughs> can you explain that? <laughs> yeah, I think I can. Uh, I think they just, like, like uh, dry hump with their clothes on. Dry and, hump to climax. At the time called that dry sex. Dry <laughs> sex. That's how it was introduced to me when I was I really 13. Like <laughs> I also, uh, I know that the whipped cream bikini is like whoever wrote this has a marketing brain because it's something that you just would share. It's like memeable essentially. Yeah. But it's not, it doesn't make sense. Like if you're a gorgeous high school girl, you don't have to do that. Like, she could have just walked out naked and had probably better results. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, There's so I, much. This movie was, I assume, written by someone in their 30s who was like, <laughs> what's like not realizing that teenagers don't have to spice it up? It's like- <laughs> I can't, this is not my story to tell. So I'll just <laughs> vaguely hint at it. But my boyfriend, he had an, a girlfriend in eighth grade and they, they did spice it up. <gasps> wow. <laughs> Whoa. Which is well, so- <laughs> funny to me i've told Um, i've told this story in the pod before but i remember when i was in high school there was a candy store near us that sold um body body butter or whatever and it was like different flavors like body frosting yes and we would just like go look at it and laugh and be like but like i'm sure part of it was like we were being like why would we want that yeah jessica (laughs) simpson stuff all she doesn't sell it anymore there was too many lawsuits 
<laughs> I didn't know. I missed that whole. Wait, lawsuits on what? Jessica Simpson like yeast famously came out with like edible body lotions and butters, and when then people, like she was sued too many times. I think because like I don't. I mean, I because people I got yeast into infections <laughs> probably or just freaking sick. Yeah, I do like. Um, yeah, I this is this is the boob heavy part of the movie. <laughs> um boob forward and i i do like i think the strip club scene is very it's like it's all the high schoolers sort of like rang true to me like they i don't know yeah i actually think like um what's his name james vanderbeek like does a good job i just think they're too confident yeah like i just this was so different from my experience i just was so far from this stuff that i would have no idea what to do i wouldn't be able to talk to i know that it's not the same just because of like gender dynamics but like i wouldn't be able to like confidently talk to a stripper stripper. I, i went to a strip club one time in my life it was when i was i think i was 18 it was my freshman year of college and i went to montreal with some friends and my my most like beyond his years wise um experienced friend brought me to this strip club i felt so uncomfortable um because you're allowed to just go to strip clubs at 18 and uh yeah. in canada so i was like drinking a heineken while he went and got a lap dance and then my whole experience was just being politely like oh no thank you <laughs> oh you were by yourself <laughs> yeah by when you left. oh yeah, yeah that would suck yeah. it was so awkward what did we think about the surprise motorboat? <laughs> I that felt that also felt that, weird to me. That, that one I was that like the assault too. Yeah, yeah like, that one I was like I don't think he's having a good time. <laughs> like does that happen? And I I don't think the character looked the character looked a little nervous. Yeah, he did a he I think he's the only one who was um appropriately uncomfortable. I feel like such a loser having no no offense to you guys, but like I feel like we're because there are so like I feel like we're kind of losers because there are cool I feel like there are cool people who like girls too who like go to strip clubs and like have fun and well, like I, I think don't the, think I could do that. I think the reason it worked is that they were in a group the whole time and none of them were like off getting a lap dance on their own to leave their friend with a Heineken, you know, like. So, like, anytime one of them did something, he was, like, empowered by his friends being, like, yeah. So, like, Billy Bob kind of like that. And even, like, the black player getting the motorboat and then, like, looking back and being, like, haha, yeah, I like that. And, like, I could tell he was, like, not really. <laughs> like, I do think it's weird that they're, like, knocking back shots. Like, I hate when movies do that. Because, like, yes, there is a time in your life where you take multiple shots. But, uh, like, they just, like, really go overboard and... It's expensive also. <laughs> well, they they do make a point at saying that they are drinking for free. Oh, yeah. So maybe you would do that. I don't think you would do like... That many. <laughs> I mean, maybe the this group of people is more used to partying than we were. But yeah, I couldn't like take a shot yeah. like, until I was like 23. Like even in college, <laughs> I was like, this is I guess they're, too hard. They're like huge, right? So maybe they just have like a higher tolerance and just a higher body mass. And that helps out. Of course, they stay up way too late for me. The idea of leaving a place at (laughs) 7 a.m. is just my worst nightmare. (laughs) But they do it. I think it's so weird that this movie has moments where you're like, I think this is just good filmmaking. Like, you really do feel their hangover. It's I know. I I did like the hangover scene. Yeah, I thought it was funny. And Paul Walker, like, 
sadly using his crutches. That was like pretty <laughs> funny to me. Can I like, share the one suffering. time the latest I ever like went home? Yes. I I was at someone's upset. house and I was basically sleeping on the couch. It was like 3 a.m. to 4. I left at 5.30 and I'm pretty sure that the other people there were doing cocaine and I was just like <laughs> napping and they were just doing it right there. Um, and then I got an Uber home and of course the guy's like, good morning. And then he was telling me about how he was going to go do a mission, like a mission trip and is like an Islamic mission trip. And I just oh. felt like so much shame. <laughs> uber of shame um i have stayed up until the sun um rose the next day and it was mainly because um in college um because of the way fraternities work like all the all the people who are like in their first and second year i guess like still pledges and also just like less senior members of the fraternity have to clean up and so oh. to be nice, I like hung out with Nate like while he was cleaning up. But I was also just like still drinking. And then we we like walked outside and the sun was coming up and I was like, Oh, you were just like cleaning for an hour and a half. This sucks. The rest of your day is ruined. <laughs> Not really, because I love to sleep in, Jane. Oh. You don't you don't. <laughs> Let's move on. Okay. Hungover and tired, the boys play terribly at the next game. Coach Kilmer reams them out and blames Billy Bob for Lance's injury. Later, Mox finds Billy Bob shooting his trophies, suicide vibes, but convinces him not to give up. When Mox gets into Brown, all his dad wants to talk about is football, even though Mox yells at him, I don't want your life. At practice, Coach Kilmer, I spelled it Kilmer, threatens Mox that if he disobeys orders at the championship game, his scholarship will be revoked. During the game, Wendell gets hurt and Coach pressure pressures him to stay in the boys refuse to play until coach leaves which he does after assaulting mox mox gives an <laughs> inspiring speech followed by a slow clap lance takes over as coach and with seconds to spare billy bob runs in the winning touchdown jules and mox kiss mox goes to brown and kilmer never coaches again i do have a couple fun facts um one one should really have come at the start of the episode but james vanderbeek only began acting after he actually had a football injury like a real football concussion <laughs> in like the eighth grade um so he like wanted to be a football player <laughs> and then um he got a concussion and he and his family were like oh no i can't do this so was it like so concussion like- <laughs> immediately i need an agent yeah then he went to he approached his mom about going to new york city they ran they ran to him on the field held two fingers in front of his head and said do you need an agent (laughs) um the other fun fact i have is that the guy who plays wendell wait yeah that's his name right yeah the actor who plays wendell was actually a football player who got signed to the kansas city chiefs as a free agent and then um didn't really do what like his career was short-lived and then he went to California and became a PA, and then he became an actor. Cool. <laughs> yeah. I do. I mean, this scene is, or these scenes are, like, there's obviously, like, a lot of, like, real football players because they do, like, cool stunts and stuff where people are, like, leaving over each other and stuff. Um, so that's just what I was thinking about. I was like, oh, I feel like people here have, like, actually played football. <laughs> like All the stunt people are so good. Oh, some of the, some of the plays are so fun. For me, um, they were also, an, it was a nice break for me to uh, check check my phone <laughs> <laughs> um they have some great football footage for the black character here but like it's the first time we ever see him play really which i thought they could have just like done more earlier in the movie um 
So then suddenly we care about him more. But yeah, I, f- I did feel like the same like imbalance of him being important when it was like convenient to Mox. Yeah, I guess they were trying to do like, you know, they're all in solidarity together of like how shitty the coach is. I had the yeah. note solidarity too. <laughs> <laughs> also the coach saying let's go when he's like, let's go. Let's go. That's me, like, dealing with my dog. Just, like, not <laughs> listening. I'm like, come on. Come on. Clap in your think, hands. Yeah. I do think Friday Night Lights does a little better of a job, like, fleshing out why the adults care so much, like, about football in the town and why they're pressuring the kids. I mean, obviously, it's a TV show. So, like. Have you seen um, the, the movie? No, I haven't seen the original Cause... movie. So maybe I would have a different opinion. The Friday Night Lights movie is kind of, like, joyless. Oh, like, and I think Friday Night Lights, the TV show, kind of learns some stuff from. Yeah. Like, because I do feel like some of the football scenes in Friday Night Lights, the TV show, are shot like um, Varsity Blues. Yeah, it looks really good. Um, yeah, I just, I, I loved John Voight in this, but I was, the whole time I was just like, he's just evil for no reason. And like, I don't know, like, there are, as much as, you know, I, respect the work that teachers do there are like teachers in your life that just like seem to have it out for you and just like maybe they have their own things going on and that's why but john voight was just like evil yeah they're very cartoony <laughs> the fathers are, are and the all dad pretty, yeah pretty one note cartoony the police like it would have been cool if there was one of them that had a different opinion but um well the mom thinks it's so sweet that the little brother starts a cult <laughs> yes there, I, there's going to be an HBO documentary about him. Yeah, <laughs> the missing guy. Yeah, yeah I joined the Varsity down. Blues little brother cult. <laughs> Would you guys um, forgive Mox for the whipped cream situation if you um, were in Jules's shoes? I think in high school, no. As an adult, maybe. I don't know. It would depend how much I really liked him because like... As you said, we don't really understand, like, how serious their relationship is. Because Darcy asks him, like, are you guys serious? And he's like, oh, maybe. And I can't tell if he means that or if he's just, like, he doesn't want to admit how much he loves her or something. Like, yeah, yeah it, was Another, just, it was unclear. A thing I did appreciate is when he says, I, d- I don't love, um, oh, God, what's Amy Smart's Darcy. Good? Wait, no, Darcy. Oh, wait, Jules. Um, Jules. I don't. I don't know if I love Jules. I might, but I know I don't love you. It's like kind of, I don't know. That that feels like the correct yeah, that's true. out of the situation for him. I feel like if they wanted to make this movie stronger romantically, since I think football is the primary plot point, what would have been more satisfying for me is if they had only been friends and they had these like underlying feelings for each other, but maybe he hadn't he was holding back from her because she seemed like boring to him or something. And then after like having this thing with Darcy that clearly isn't based on any real emotions, then he was like, Oh, I really do care about Jules. And then they yeah. got together. That is, yeah, that is better. Easy fix. We should email them. Yeah. Yeah. Nice punch up Jane. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was, <laughs> I also wrote like they use the exact same like setup doctor like towel, bottle, and needle when they were gonna inject Wendell's knee. <laughs> like they just like shoot the exact same scene. There's only one needle in West Cane. <laughs> Do you know and what's one, in that one doctor? Dr. I assume 
steroids. Yeah, I was gonna say like steroids, cortisone, some some bizarre cocktail of like monster drugs slash painkillers. I mean, a joint injection is no joke. Like that's like a really ugh, it, it like freaks me out that they were just like, <laughs> like yeah. put it in. I don't want you're like going between bones. Any, any medical experiments on me. I also like that they were like, okay, he was like, okay, like James Vanderbeek, you're rebelling against me. Okay, Charlie Tweeter, you're gonna be the quarterback. And Tweeter's like, no, I won't do it. And we're like, yeah, he's too stupid. He can't like learn anything. Yeah, he wouldn't know what he'd be too preoccupied <laughs> with his learn. Jacob awards. Yeah. I let me ask you guys this. Does does James Vanderbeek's mini speech of playing football in West Cana might have been the opportunity of your lifetime, but I don't want your life. Did that have any, was that important to you? And I like that Mm-mm. was in the trailer for the movie. And I feel like my whole high school experience was people being like, I don't want your life. Yeah. That's like the big scene of this movie, right? No, yeah. I, the answer is no. I have no emotional attachment to well, it. I- <laughs> that's like to, to me, that is up there with you can't handle the truth as things that like have been shouted in movies that were important. It just like, I think it also, I mean, I understand what he's saying, but I also can't like, the dad isn't really like saying any clear goal of like what he wants him to do with his life. So like, I don't really understand, I guess, what he's rebelling against. Like, not caring about college? Is that, like, is, does the dad just, like, not give a shit about him going to college? I think the dad doesn't understand the um, the ambition to, like, leave the town to, leave, to do yeah. something else with your life other than, like, it never says what his job is. I have to assume he is a <laughs> propane salesman exactly like Yeah, working at, yeah, working at some factory or something. <laughs> Also, one complaint I have is, like, there are no, uh, like, other staff at the school besides this one coach and this one teacher. Mm. And so, like, (laughs) Paul Walker wouldn't have to coach because there would be, like, assistant coaches and, like, other staff that were on the football team. But there's just, like, little things about the ending like that that I'm like, okay, and then after that, like, why does he never play football again? Yeah, why don't Don't they go to state? Doesn't that what's set up at the beginning is you have to win district before you go to state? How come there's no state? They, I don't know. Do they like dissolve the football program because <laughs> Kilmer leaves? I mean, I can't imagine. Like, there's been whole football programs that like went on for 20 years while like coaches were actively like molesting people. I can't imagine yeah, that a coach yeah. being like kind of just. I mean, yeah. Evil would that's like famous. Like, it. that's that's what sort of Last Chance You also like sort of uncover. They do a lot of like where they're hinting like maybe this coach shouldn't be coaching and like yet you get another season of him and it's like clear that like as long as he's winning like they'll keep him I, so i would guess that they they would keep him because they won i wasn't sure about mox's feelings about football because at the beginning i assumed he was really ambivalent towards it because he wanted to read kurt vonnegut and then at the end he was like i love football <laughs> when it's pure he says okay but it, well, so is that why he didn't like it in the beginning because it wasn't yeah pure? i think i think so it wasn't pure it wasn't pure at the beginning i also just i can't pure. imagine reading a book on the bench not because i don't like to read but um we know you love because to it's read. so stressful like you could be called on to play at any point also, i mean maybe i didn't like the choice to make it if you're gonna have him reading vonnegut what like <laughs> Don't make it Slaughterhouse Five. Like, yes, does basic. he? If he likes Vonnegut, he's already read that. Is basic. This, yeah. yeah he's, what about? He's being very basic. <laughs> Where are my player piano heads at? 
so annoying. Okay. Um, okay, should we should we wrap it up and give our verdict? Yeah. Okay. So we've we've come to the end where we will each answer three questions. And Noah, you can go first every time. So the first question is, is this movie good or bad? <laughs> I don't think it's that simple. I think it is a movie with very good parts and bad parts. And I would say it's a f- fun movie with bad parts. Sure. I have a similar Jane? answer. I think it does lean towards good. Just thinking about some of some of the stuff we've watched. Um, it, it verges on parody and like there's like ridiculous factors. But then at the when you break it down, they actually are saying some interesting stuff that is mm-hmm. beyond a lot of movies. Yes. I think it's good. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think, I think the, yeah, I agree that the, it has its flaw. I mean, I sort of see its flaws as like very similar to other like movies of the nineties, I guess. So like, maybe that's why I just forgive them all. Also, I just like, I understand why it's an R rated movie, but I, I don't think that was like so much. I mean, obviously there are so many titties in this movie, but it's not. It didn't like disproportionately make me annoyed that there were so. That many should have titties. been a pull quote on the Blu-ray. <laughs> <laughs> there are so many titties in this movie. Okay, the second question is: Do you like this movie? Yes. Yeah, I agree. I had a, I thoroughly enjoyed it, and um, Noah and I both watched this upon waking up this morning. <laughs> And I think it's like an okay like weekend morning not doing much movie. Yeah, especially because it's only an hour and 45 minutes like you get through it. I'm ready for the rest of my day now. <laughs> I feel good. I don't want your life is just like resonating in your head. <laughs> I don't want. You're going to be so pissed at your parents for the rest of the day. <laughs> okay, the third question is what type of teen is this movie for? Uh People who love Kurt Vonnegut but have never read <laughs> a book before. I think this movie is for teens who want to see boobs. I think it's I, sure. I think it's for people who like the what happens in sports movies but don't care about sports. Fictional oh, football yes. fans. I also think it's for maybe I do think that athletes who are like, maybe there's more to me would like it. Like <laughs> athletes who For are feeling athletes. Yeah. athletes who are feeling a little emo but like afraid to tell their friends. So they'll be like, Yeah, let's watch this movie. There's a ton of boobs. And then they're like, Maybe I relate, you know? I think I think that maybe happened like when this movie came out and also, that's good. I want to say for a late 90s movie there was surprisingly little uh gay panic in it except for when Mox is like you're not going <laughs> to hug me are you like to but there's Yeah. There's not a lot of I mean there's a hard f word in there uh but other than that like people aren't afraid of of being gay in most of the movie which is that's true it's not too it's not yeah he does hit that hard f like pretty hard and i was like it's almost like he's like showing us like this is a 90s movie (laughs) (laughs) i was like he's like speaking to us (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) no what are you watching these days that is not this i just finished watching the americans uh jane always says i should watch it it is not true Wait, what? Jane, I tried Jane, watching it. You're always saying this. <laughs> you said that I would like it. Anyway. Oh, maybe I have said you would like it, but I did 
quit <gasps> watching it. Okay, so you were saying it as an insult. Okay, okay. you haven't <laughs> seen the whole. You haven't seen the whole. Um, I've seen maybe seven episodes. I think it gets so much. I don't mean to go too far into this on a podcast about a different genre of entertainment, but uh, <laughs> after the first like couple of seasons, they kind of stopped doing the um, procedural aspect as oh, much, and it, mm-hmm. it's more propulsive, and it gets better as it goes. Propulsive. That's cool. a good word. Jane, what, what are you watching? I have three movies to report on. I finally watched Princess Switch. Have you seen <gasps> that? No, I we're always like, should we watch this movie? Is it a teen movie or for it's children? not a teen movie? It's, it's not a good movie. It's a bad <laughs> movie. Um, I also convinced Kason, who's a guest at my home, to watch Grease Live with me, which is a movie I've been like <laughs> really passionate it's about. Not a movie, and it is a movie. It's a film. It is a live NBC performance. I agree that is not a movie. Whatever, <laughs> it's something I watched. I, I enjoy it. it. I watch it like I would watch a movie. Um, and I finally had someone to enjoy it with me, and I, I, that's so good. And then I watched Yes, God, Yes, which is a teen movie. It's on our list. Oh, I should watch it. Yeah. Um, it's maybe like a little too good for this podcast, <laughs> and I feel like it, it does. It, okay, so it's about a teen girl who is in a Catholic school, and she's in like a really judgmental and like invasive environment, and then she starts like wanting to masturbate, and I don't know. I feel like it. <laughs> handles teen horniness really accurately too well too well for this podcast is what you're saying we can discuss (laughs) if any good movies are allowed (laughs) um i watched the first episode of scenes from a marriage the one with oscar isaac and just chastain i didn't know it was a reboot actually um and i loved it i think i'm gonna watch all of them and i was really sad so like i have to you know like spread them out but it's like definitely um like a show if you love to watch good actors acting like really <laughs> acting like we were just like look at this choice and look at this choice we were I, just like I being like really a, annoying. I like scene to feel like a competition. Between <laughs> yeah, you. yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, you would absolutely enjoy it. Um, and I love Oscar Isaac, so it works out. Um, but I also feel that like if I watch too many things about like I don't know like upper middle class like couples i get like scared and then i'm like am i like that and like yeah it just like sends me into a spiral um i'm like this movie which just mainly honestly gave me good vibes except for like the odd you know like sexual assault comment and things like that um but thank you noah for choosing this one Um, Uh, thank you for watching it this is my first time seeing it also i forgot to say jane was it your first Mm -hmm. okay yeah so i was really happy and now i feel like I have explored fictional football even more. Um, Noah, would you like to plug anything at this time? Um, a show that might be on TV at some point. Look out for... <laughs> it doesn't have a title yet. It's a, <laughs> All right, you're going to have to bear with me for a second. It is a spinoff of the Pitch Perfect movies, but only with the Adam Devine character, but it's not really about Al Capella, and it takes place entirely in Berlin. And there is a, an espionage subplot. Wow. So watch out for that. I don't know what it'll be called yet. Wait, I'm trying to remember what the Adam Devine character like does in Pitch Bumper. Perfect. His, yeah, aside from getting with, um, what's her name? Her name In like the his... movie, her name is Fat Amy. Yes, um, yeah. They, say, they <laughs> never just call her Amy. Uh, yeah. And he's kind of the bad, obnoxious bad guy. But you're going right. to see him... You're gonna see him uh, grow a little bit. 
as a person while he explores a musical career in Berlin, Germany. Oh, can he actually sing Adam Devine? He can, though, he can kind of do a certain kind of singing. He can enthusiastically <laughs> sing some things convincingly is how he explained it to us. Interesting. I was trying I to think, think of a name that was like a pun on a German word, but I, I don't know any German. We'll send you some. Yeah. I have a... <laughs> I got a really good book to recommend that I read before I started writing the show. Jane, do you want to mention our upcoming uh, episode? Yeah, it's a big one. It's the one-year anniversary of Under the Bleachers, so we're going to be talking Yay. about Teen Wolf, the show, which is a show that um, was fundamental to Issa and my friendship. Yes, I'm very excited, and I haven't seen the pilot of Teen Wolf since we watched it together, so I'm I'm pretty excited for that. I may be emotional because it just like reminds me of our friendship. <laughs> um, and if you're on the Patreon, we will be asking you a Teen Wolf related question. So just watch out for that. Although, wait, this, this is, is going to come out for that. Though. Oh, well, OK. That was Under the Bleachers, our podcast about teen content. We would love if you hit that subscribe button, whatever way you get your podcasts. Don't forget to rate and leave a review and please share us with a friend. And with a teen. You can get in touch with us at underthebleacherspod at gmail.com and find us on Twitter at at Bleacher Teens. Also, subscribe to our Patreon to kick us some support, especially if you can't get enough and want some added perks and want to talk to us about this movie at patreon.com slash under the bleachers pod. Okay, we will see you next time. Under, under the, the bleachers. bleachers. <laughs>